The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. Oh my goodness, I got another doctor in the house. Who would have thought that? I've got Dr. Tom O'Brien. He uh, works at the Institute for Functional Medicine and today we're going to be going deep into environmental toxins, which is one of his passions. And we're going to talk about some government legislation that's not doing a very good job for us and hasn't been doing a good job for probably over 40 years, 30, 40 years. And then we're going to get into some solutions. Dr. Tom, thanks for, Mr. O'Brien, thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. And uh, um, just for clarity, I'm on the Uh, teaching faculty of the Institute for Functional Medicine. I don't work for the Institute, but rather on teaching faculty. Yes, an educator. That's awesome. And also somebody that, uh, for those of you listening that are not on YouTube, this guy's healthy. And as you know, I don't like, I mean, I like getting my information from people that are walking the walk, just not saying something. They have first person, you know, it's like, why would you take advice from uh, an overweight dietitian? It doesn't make sense. Or a blind ophthalmologist, right? So thank you for um, taking care of yourself, um, doctor, and, um, and now being able to share some of the stuff that you've learned in, in, in your studies and what you teach today. So why don't you just go ahead and just give a little uh, background on kind of what you do, what your, you know, your credentials, that kind of stuff that gives you um, all this oomph on what we're going to be talking about today. And then we'll just get into it because we've got a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah, that, that we do, that we do. Oh, thanks, Tim. Uh, I don't know what to say about myself. You know, I've been doing this for 40 years, and I've been on the teaching circuit. Uh, uh, my first professional talk was in 2004, and now I travel the world and uh, uh, lecture on wheat-related disorders, autoimmunity, and the, the mechanisms by which we develop autoimmune disease. And when people understand, you know, we all think that cardiovascular disease is the number one cause of death in the industrialized world. And although that's true, doctors will tell you that cardiovascular disease is an immune-related disease. It's your immune system creating the inflammation that plugs up your pipes. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, cardiovascular disease is just an end result of a process that's going on. So the question is, what's the process? Why is your immune system causing so much inflammation that's plugging up your pipes? Or why is the immune system causing so much inflammation that's plugging up your brain? We -hmm. call that Alzheimer's. And the Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's Institute came out last year and said, now one out of three elders dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia. One out of three. That means between you, Tim, and me and the listener, one of us is going down with dementia, and it ain't going to be me. You know, well, it ain't going to be me, and I hopefully not for the <laughs> listeners either after they get done listening That's to this. Right. That's right. You know, but but if, if you think of the statistic, that jaw-dropping statistic, what it means is we're doing something really wrong in how we're thinking about all this. And most of us are looking for, what pill can I take? 
that's going to keep my brain functioning well? Or what diet can I do that's going to keep my brain functioning well? And those are important questions. You know, I've been a board certified nutritionist for 40 years, and it's really important, all of that. It's critical. However, the primary question is, where is the inflammation coming from? Because your immune system, your immune system's the armed forces in your body. It's the Army, the Air Force, the Marines, the Coast Guard, the Navy. We call it IgA, IgG, IgE, IgM. When your doctor does pinprick tests looking for allergies, that's a test for the Air Force, IgE. Now, the problem is, historically, when your doctor has done pinprick tests for your child to see what they're allergic to, if it comes back negative, they say, oh, that food's fine for your son. Don't worry about it. See, the test is negative. He just checked the Air Force. What about the Marines, IGA? Well, I didn't check that. But wait a minute, doctor, isn't, isn't the test for celiac disease to look for IgA antibodies? So how can you say it's okay for my son to eat wheat because he doesn't have IgE antibodies? Shouldn't we be looking at them all? So there's a paradigm of how doctors look at what's coming at us and how our immune system is trying to protect us. There's a paradigm that requires shifting. And it's only by education of the general public that start asking more of the right kind of questions will we get that paradigm shift to occur. Yeah. Well, you just brought up a couple things. Um, number one, when I started this work in 2011, I think the number was like 25% of people, baby boomers were experiencing Alzheimer's dementia. And a few years later, was it 27, 28%? Now it looks like it's at about 33%. It's creeping it's up. One, it's one out of three. Creeping one out up. of three. And if you go, it is, it is. And if you go to the Alzheimer's Association website, they're extremely professional. And you can see by state, in between 2018 and 2025, what the projected increase is per state. And the lowest is 18% in the next seven years. And the highest is 38% in the next seven years, over and above the current statistics, mm -hmm. state by state by state, the differences. Yeah. And that is because of the amount of environmental toxins that people are exposed to in different states. That's a primary trigger causing the inflammation. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big problem, man. It really is. It's a pretty big problem. Yeah. So people aren't paying, people aren't paying attention to that. You know, it's, it's my premise, Tim, that this is the primary thing that families need to do to protect their health. The primary thing is protect the environment that you're living in. Your home, I mean, indoor air pollution, I'm sure you've had this on your podcast many times, indoor air pollution is much worse in most areas of the country than outdoor air pollution. Okay. And so how do you, how, how do you protect your home? Just read the studies. It's jaw-dropping when you understand that the kitchen cabinets or the bathroom cabinets, if they're not solid wood, they're made of press board. Press board is soaked in formaldehyde. And so these cabinets outgas formaldehyde into the air every day. You just can't smell it. It's minute amounts. And because of the legislation that's come about, there's no evidence that the amount of formaldehyde you inhale
exhale inside your house every day is toxic to humans. There's no evidence of that. And that's true. But it accumulates in your body. There's no evidence that the amount of Scotchgard that outgasses, the chemicals that make up Scotchgard that outgas out of your sofa and your chairs or the seats on your kitchen chairs, that the, those chemicals outgas into the air. But there's no evidence that the amount of chemicals from there that you're inhaling is dangerous to humans. There's no evidence. That's true. But they accumulate in your body. There's no evidence that the flame retardant chemicals that we are inhaling every night when we go to bed from our sheets and our blankets and our sleeping clothing, and they, they all outgas. They're all soaked in flame retardant chemicals unless you're buying organic cotton. They're, they're even, they're even spraying those, the, those flame retardants on computers and TVs now. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, and so when, when you say, wait a minute, that's not possible. The government wouldn't allow that. The answer is, oh, yes, they do. And when, when you learn how this happened, it's jaw-dropping. It's just jaw-dropping. How can well, this be? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Toxic Substance Control Act of 1976. What do you know about that? Oh, my gosh. You know, arguably the most prestigious journal in the English language on health for children is the journal Pediatrics, put out by the American Academy of Pediatrics. Arguably, that's the number one journal. They published a policy statement. And, you know, if you're an author, like I've got some papers published, if you're an author and you get published in pediatrics, you've scored. That's the top tier journal. That's a real acknowledgement of the quality of your work. But this was not an article that was published. This was a policy statement. That means it came from the board of directors of the American Academy of Pediatrics. And they want to make sure that every pediatrician in the world understands this, the message of a policy statement. They're rare that you get policy statements. They published to say the Toxic Substance Control Act of 1976, which is still the regulating guidelines at the federal level on new chemicals being introduced into our environment, the Toxic Substance Control Act of 1976 failed miserably, their language, in protecting the health of our children. And then in parentheses, they said, and adults, which means everybody. Yeah. And it's 27 trillion pounds of chemicals per year that are manufactured or imported into the United States. Now, that doesn't mean anything to anyone until Whoa. you divide... 27 trillion by 365 days by the population of the United States, which was 340 million, something like that. It comes out to 247 pounds of chemicals per person per day. 247? 247 that are being manufactured or imported into the United States. That means for a family of five, that's, or a family of four, let's make it easier, a family of four, that's a thousand pounds 
of chemicals every day being manufactured or imported into the U.S. That's, that's 20 50-pound bags stacked floor to ceiling, 20 of them for one family of four every single day, seven days a week. Now, before we went on the air, you were, we were talking about this a little bit, you know, and you mentioned that every newborn child in America has at least 200 chemicals. Some studies say 250 chemicals in their bloodstream at birth that aren't supposed to be there. And then you ask the question, well, wait a minute, 200 chemicals in the bloodstream that aren't supposed to be there? The answer is yes. Yes, every newborn child in America. And many of these chemicals are neurotoxins. Then when you have a conversation about the incidence of autism in our country, and why is it going through the roof that our kids' brains, you know, when I came out in practice, it was one in 10,000 on the autism spectrum. Now the CDC tells us it's one in 36. Why is it that our kids' brains are in such danger now and not functioning very well? Because every newborn child in America has at least uh, 200 chemicals in their bloodstream at birth that aren't supposed to be there. Well, let's think about that, man. I mean, it's crazy because you're right. In the 80s, it was one out of 10,000 for autism. And they say by like 2040, 2050, it'll be one out of two which means right. you, will, you will either have autism or you'll be taking care of somebody with autism. That's exactly let, right. Let that, let that sink in for a minute. And another thing that I knew is like, I'm going to probably put this on the top of my website in the front page. There's 27 trillion pounds of toxins annually. What are you doing about it? Because, you know, exactly I talked right. about, I show the umbilical cord studies and stuff like that. And I, they're testing for 400 chemicals, right? But I know that there was 100,000 chemicals already out there, 2,000 new chemicals being made every year, and only one quarter of 1% of those are tested, right? So there's no regulation really at all. And if you tested, you know, if you take 400 and you take 250, that's 71% of what they were looking for they found. So that means to me, if there's 100,000 toxins out there, we could have 71,000 toxins floating around in the bloodstream of these young babies and these young mothers. And no wonder autism's going up. And we have MIT, I can't remember the gal's name, a doctor. She's really smart. And she Stephanie said Stephanie Seneff. Dr. Yes, Seneff. Yeah, Dr. Seneff. And she said yeah, that the, the, the the laminate floors are directly linked to autism in children. And it's like smoking a four yeah. pack of cigarettes a day for the kids crawling around on laminate floors. So anything made yeah. from crude oil, whether it's laminate, um, polyester shirts that you're wearing that are off gassing into your body. Um, makeups, synthetic supplements that are made from crude oil. Like if it says absorbic acid on your vitamin C, that's from crude oil. That's a synthetic that's toxic, right? Acid-based. So it's everywhere. Plastics. The, you mentioned microfibers. Well, what's microfiber? What are carpets made out of? What about paint in the house? It all comes from crude oil and it's manufactured with these chemicals that you're talking about. And I just didn't really, I mean, 27 trillion pounds, good Lord. Yeah, exactly right. And that was the Toxic Substance Control Act. See, the lobbyists were really successful in paying off the congressmen and the senators. Excuse me for being so blunt, but all of this was discussed at the time. And all the senators and the congressmen, they, they got the right information from environmentally friendly scientists saying, no, you can't do this. You can't make that kind of regulation. They did it anyway. So what's the regulation? You have to demonstrate that the amount of chemical you're exposed to in everyday life is toxic to humans. There's no evidence that the amount of phthalates, 
they outgas out of the plastic blinds on your windows. There's no evidence that that amount of chemical that you absorb, you breathe, is toxic to humans. There's no evidence. But this stuff is accumulative over time. That's the first thing is accumulative deposits in your body, which is why detox is so critically important. The second component is not just the accumulative effect, but the mixing of so many different chemicals that we're exposed to, that there's never been any studies on how this one relates to that one and how one plus one can equal three with some of these chemicals and their toxic effects. Mm -hmm. All of that regulation was purposely designed to not show damage with minute amounts of exposure. And that still is the regulating guidelines at the federal level. When, when you look, I'll, I'll give you one example. Study came out four years ago, 346 women in Chicago, pregnant women. They collected urine in the eighth month of pregnancy and they measured five different phthalates. Now phthalates are chemicals used to mold plastic, like your mm -hmm. computers or a lampshade or the blinds, and they're in credit card receipts, they're many, many places, dental sealants, they use phthalates. They measured five phthalates. One of them, most of us have heard about, is called BPA or bisphenol A, mm -hmm. and four other phthalates, but there's hundreds and hundreds of phthalates. They just measured five. And those are also called xenotoxins? Most, yes. The category of phthalates are xenotoxins, meaning they affect your endocrine receptors in your body. That's a whole other topic, but okay. yes, they are. Okay. They categorized the results for these 346 women into fourths, the lowest amount of phthalates, the next, the third, and the highest. They then followed the children of these pregnancies for seven years. When they turned seven years old, they did Wexler IQ tests on every one of them. Now, there's not much in medicine that's all or every. This was every. Every single child whose mother was in the highest quartile of phthalates in urine in pregnancy compared to the children whose mothers were in the lowest quartile of phthalates in urine in pregnancy, every child in the highest quartile, their IQ was 6.7 to 7.4 points lower. Now, that doesn't mean anything to anyone until you understand a one-point difference in IQ is noticeable. A seven-point difference in IQ is the difference between a child working really hard, getting straight A's, and a child working really hard, getting straight C's. This kid doesn't have a chance in hell of ever, excuse me, but ever excelling because then go to Google and type in phthalates, P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S, phthalates and neurogenesis. Here come all the studies how phthalates inhibit nerve growth. And the kids who had, whose moms had the highest level of phthalates in their urine and pregnancy, those kids' brains never developed to their full potential. So their IQ is seven points lower. Well, there's, there's the key word right there, moms. That's right. You gotta get, get this information out to moms because there's nothing will stop things faster than a pissed off mom. You know, Tim, I say this all the time, and it's abrasive, and I know it's abrasive, but moms, to, uh, women of childbearing age today are walking sewage dumps. 
Yeah. And they, they don't know it, but they need like the things that you talk about in your podcasts. That's why I'm so happy to be here to talk about this. They need to understand the incredible value and essential nature of detoxing on a regular basis. This is not once, a, once every six months, I'll do a detox. No, you need to understand every day, what do I do on a daily basis in my lifestyle to protect me from the amount of chemicals I don't have any control over that I'm exposed to? We all have to learn how to make detoxification a critical, like drinking water. First thing, first on the list always, you want to detox? You have to drink a third to a half ounce of water per pound body weight every day. Every day, because you have to flush this crud out that's getting into your body. So just as important as understanding that you have to be well hydrated to move things out, you have to understand we have to think about detox for our families this much on a daily basis. Well, um, that's awesome because that's what we promote and teach over here is the daily detox, a very simple, gentle ah. daily detox to get everything else. Because, you know, a lot of people, they go to a clinic like I did, they go through detox and, you know, they get off the standard American diet and they go all like pure juices, like at the Hippocrates Health Institute and that kind of stuff, man, you're going to go through a healing crisis. Other people that don't do that, maybe they'll do a seven day juice cleanse or something, right? They still have that healing crisis. And even though they said they never felt better, they don't go back and do it again in most cases and do these fasting things and, and juice cleanses and detox things because it can be expensive. The, the products that they, I mean, I've seen 400 to you know, $1,200 packages and, and then you, know, you do it again quarterly or semi-annually, but they don't like going through that negative part, like when they're pushing all of it out. So we teach people to gently take it out on a daily basis and just always stay ahead because it's always, it's always coming in. Right. Well, you know, so, I, 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 I did not know that about what you teach. And I think that is critically essential for people to understand the value of. It. Yeah, it's awesome. So let's do this. We'll take a quick break. And when we get back, let's go through some of the other, I want to get into more of maybe some heavy metals and electromagnetic frequency and that kind of stuff. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that when we get, when we come back. When I wake up in the morning, I ask myself, how am I going to nourish myself today? That's where Green 85 has made that an easy task. Packed full with nutrient-dense quality ingredients, it ensures me that I'm starting my day off right. Green 85. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, Health Heroes, Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Tom O'Brien. We are going deep on the toxins and the chemicals that are affecting us in our environment today. And, um, well, uh, Dr. O'Brien, you really shared some cool stuff. Why don't we get into um, a little bit about heavy metals and other things besides the, you know, the toxic chemicals that we were just talking about, EMFs and that kind of stuff. What, what have you seen there? You know, if, uh, uh, and as I was growing up, I grew up in Detroit, you know, cars, muscle cars, and, you know, mm -hmm. we're always working on cars and things. And sometimes if you have a wire that's going from the battery to the headlight of the car, 
And if you take off some insulation somewhere in the middle of that wire so that you can see the actual wire. So you take a little of the insulation off. Uh, and if that insulation, if that exposed wire touches the frame of the car, your headlights start flickering on and off. And you say, what's wrong with the headlights? There's nothing wrong with the headlights. The juice is not getting there because the, the insulation on the wire got exposed, old car, old wiring, you know, and it's touching the frame. And so the juice is not getting there and the lights are flickering on and off. That's MS. And the insulation on the wire is called myelin in the body, myelin basic protein. But that's why you check antibodies for myelin basic protein if you're looking for evidence of MS. When the juice from the battery to the headlight of your body, the juice from your brain to the muscles of your legs or to the muscles of your colon that move waste along called peristalsis or the muscles of your heart that contract to pump heart, any function of your body, when the control juice, when the nerve message gets interfered with, that tissue is not going to work right. The lights are going to flicker. You're going to have irregular heartbeats. You're going to get constipated or diarrhea. Something's going to happen. The reason I give you that visual is because that's what heavy metals do, is that they get down deep into the tissue. They get down into the nucleus of cells and very often into the nerve cells, and they short out the messaging. So what kind of symptoms can occur with heavy metals? Well, the question is, what kind of symptoms might not occur from heavy metal concentration? I don't know of any symptom that might not be from an accumulation of heavy metals in your body. I'll give you an example. When I was 44, I was doing triathlons, and I was scoring in the top 10% of the 30 to 35-year-olds. I was 44. So, you know, I'm walking proud. Hey, I'm still young and healthy, right? You know. I developed a cataract in one eye. And I said, what? What is this? An asymmetrical cataract, meaning just one eye. And I went to three different ophthalmologists to say, why is this happening? Well, we don't know. It just happens. And I said, no, it doesn't just happen. There's a reason for this. And they didn't know. They had no ideas. But we took the cataract out, and I could see clearer again. Was it a mercury so filling? Was it a mercury filling? I started doing a little <laughs> research. And uh, I, I came across a paper that lead toxicity may cause cataracts. And I said, well, I don't have lead toxicity. Well, maybe I should check. Because I'd done hundreds and hundreds of heavy metal tests by then. Right, right, right. It came back. I had the highest level of lead toxicity of anyone I've ever measured. Mm. Now, I grew up in Detroit. And I grew up across the river, one block off of the river, mm. first block in, from the Rouge River Ford assembly line. This is 1950s. There was no regulations about filtering the smokestacks and the air coming out on the assembly line plants. There was lots of lead in the air. I was sucking lead every day as a kid on my bicycle riding around, right? 
that lead stayed in my body for 40 years. Wow. And eventually, lifestyle, other things in my life, took me over the line of tolerance. And if you pull at a chain, it always breaks at the weakest link. It's at one end, the middle, your other end. It's, it's your heart, your brain, your liver, your kidneys, your eyes, wherever your genetic weak link is. For me, it was the lens of my eye that accumulated the heavy metals. Wow. And so, so lead toxicity, heavy metal toxicity can affect any tissue in your body. The ones that we're more familiar with, mercury, my son, my son, and let's see, he was born in 83, so this would have been uh, 1989 or so. He was like six, seven years old. He developed recurrent anemias. And I, what is this? Uh, there was no reason for this. And um, I went to a couple of very holistic pediatricians in Chicago where we lived and I raised the family. And, and said, they said, Tom, we, we don't know why this is happening. Everything's diet's good. Everything's good. He doesn't have celiac, no problem, nothing. I don't know why this is happening. And so I doing my research and I found that mercury toxicity can cause recurrent anemias in vulnerable individuals if that's the weak link in your chain. And I said, oh, he doesn't have mercury. Where in the hell is he going to get mercury? I better check. And his mercury level was sky high. Well, our son, when he, as a treat, you know, he does his homework and, you know, does well in school or whatever it was. If he wanted a treat, we allowed him to ride his bicycle up to the corner subway and get a Subway tuna fish sandwich. He loved their tuna fish sandwich with the mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. And this was before we knew that all tuna has problems with mercury toxicity. Mm -hmm. uh, there were some suggestions of it, but this is 1988, 1989, and it wasn't as polluted. The world wasn't as polluted as it is now. We now know that almost all, there's only one tuna that doesn't, but almost all tuna is high in mercury, almost all of it. But that wasn't the case in 1989. But my son had mercury toxicity causing recurrent anemias. I wow. detoxed, got the mercury out of him, stopped the tuna fish sandwiches, and he never had a problem with anemia again. Amazing, yeah. Where, wherever the weak link in the chain is, that's where you're gonna have symptoms with heavy metal toxicity or wherever the weak link in the chain is, that's where you're gonna have uh, uh, symptoms from environmental toxins that are accumulating. The no you know, I often The, the noceums. I often say the most toxic substance that we're exposed to on a regular basis is what's on the end of your fork. And we don't know how toxic our food supply is. You know, I talk about the critical importance of making your own applesauce at home because it increases an enzyme in your gut called intestinal alkaline phosphatase. But you can't, but you know, you, you have to use organic apples because apples, com conventional apples, are on the top 10 list every year of the most toxic fruits or vegetables to eat. Yeah. And so you get all these chemicals that are accumulating while you're getting the benefits of the applesauce, right? So. Mm -hmm. It's critically important to reduce our toxic exposure everywhere we can. 
Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. It's it's really crazy. I um, so heavy metals. Like when we're working with people, like you know, I always ask them, "Do you have mercury fillings?" That's number one. Do you have uh, root canals? We go through that. We look. Do you have any metal in your body? Do you have any bladder slings? Do you have any um, you know staples left behind from a surgery? Um, sometimes these they do these markers, especially with cancer patients. They leave those little marker staple things or whatever in there you know and it's like those are foreign objects and whether that foreign object is a staple you can see and hold in your hand or it's a nanoparticle that you can't see but there's trillions of them bioaccumulating your fat and your muscle tissue they are going to affect you at some point in time they they, they really are well they they may and they likely um i can't say that they will affect you uh there's no evidence that every single person will have that but there's good evidence that a large percentage of people will have a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with low immune systems. You you mix that in with a, a stressed out life, uh, people working at jobs they hate, they're in relationships that don't work, and then you know the 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 food quality is you know the soils are deficient, so the food's deficient, and they're not drinking enough water. It's a recipe for disaster right there. Yeah, you know, um, I'm aware for the listeners that were gloom and doom. <laughs> and I'm aware of, I'm, I'm aware of that, you know, and I can go all day with that. My books are all about that, uh, but also what to do about it. Right, right. right. Uh, so I think I want to say this right now so people don't get too bummed out. Uh, uh, 1986, Australia, a gastroenterologist, microbiologist also, published, a, you know, he said, you know, I think that sometimes ulcers are caused by a bacteria. Everybody said, what are you, a nutcase? Everybody knows their ulcers are caused by too much acid, and you have to take antacids for that. Everybody knows that. And he was ostracized as a young medic out there in the field. So what did he do? He did an endoscopy. He put a tube down his throat with a camera on it, took pictures of the healthy pink tissue of his stomach. Then he drank a beaker, a beaker of a bacteria called Heliobacter pylori. Waited four days until he was as sick as could be, did another endoscopy with a camera and took pictures of the ulcers that were forming in his stomach. Then he took the antibiotics to kill the bacteria waited about a week until he felt good again, then did another endoscopy, took pictures of his healing pink tissue of his stomach. Then he published it. Then everyone knew he was a nutcase. But he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that sometimes ulcers are caused by a Heliobacter pylori infection, a bacterial infection. The World Health Organization thought that this was so important They sent that paper to every medical society in the world and said, send this out to all of your members. Why? Because at the time, the number one cancer in the world was stomach cancer, which often is caused by a heliobacter infection that's untreated. And the the hope was that if doctors were triggered to think when people have heartburn, dyspepsia, upset stomachs, that they just check for heliobacter infection, they could reduce the incidence of stomach cancers. And it did. 
it did. So Dr. Barry Marshall was still considered a nutcase. He didn't care. 21 years later, he wins the Nobel Prize in physiology. Mm. And what the Nobel Committee said, this is the exact quote, Dr. Barry Marshall, who with tenacity and a prepared mind challenged prevailing dogma. This is the only way that you, the listeners, as far as I know, the only way that you can ever be successful in changing the direction of your family's health is by tenacity. This is my most recent book. It's called You Can Fix Your Brain. But the subtitle, just one hour a week to the best memory, productivity, and sleep you've ever had. Tenacity is that one hour a week, you're going to just learn a little more about environmental toxins because you're overwhelmed by all this. You get so overwhelmed, you know, you just, it's like a deer in headlights. You don't know what to do. And when you learn that plastic food containers leach phthalates into the leftover food, and the next day when you serve your family the leftover chicken, they're eating chicken with phthalates. And when you learn that, and then you look at the three URLs in my book to order glass storage containers, one hour a week, that hour, you go back, you go online, you look at uh, mileskimble.com, Amazon, and, and the other one, whatever, I don't remember, the third one. And so, oh, I like those. And you order three round ones and two square ones and one for the pies. You pay with your credit card, hit send. It took you an hour. You're done for the week. But never again will you poison your family with minute amounts of phthalates from leftover foods. And every week you allocate one hour to doing one more thing, one more thing. When you learn that phthalates and nail polish leach in your bloodstream in four to five minutes, then you go, oh my God. And these young women who've been putting nail polish on since they were five years old, they're now 30 and they're about to have a baby and they've got high phthalate levels in their body and they don't know it because it doesn't make them sick. So you go to the book and you look at the URLs for organic cosmetics, organic nail polish. And one hour a week, you order some nail polish. It comes, you try, but every week you do one more thing. You listen to Tim's uh, podcast because it seems like you're doing this every week or however often you're doing it. Yeah, weekly, yeah. Weekly, yeah, where you're bringing in all these experts in one particular aspect of this. And don't get overwhelmed. Just know that, all right, I'll deal with what I can, you know, but, and you, you might make a list of topics you want to address uh, every Tuesday night after dinner and, but, you know, whatever the time is for you. But the thing is tenacity to prepare your mind, to challenge the way you're currently living life. That's the secret to success with these in order, this unbelievable amount of toxins in the environment that we're exposed to every single day. Yeah, absolutely. Great point, man. We always talk about baby steps over here. So let's yeah. take one more quick break. And when we come back, I want to um, share with these guys some solutions and, and stick around because uh, Dr. O'Brien's got a free gift for you guys that you can download. It's amazing. We'll be right back. You want the absolute best for yourself and you want it to be easy. That's why we created Green 85. 
It helps with detoxifying the body gently. We're proud it's chemical-free, unlike almost all other supplements you'll find. Bottom line, Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Health Heroes, Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Tom O'Brien. Man, I, I, you and I could literally talk for probably two weeks and never run out of material yeah, to talk about it. It's, it's really a pleasure having you on. We've talked about, wow, I mean, we've talked about um, the toxic chemicals. We've talked about phylates. Fi- fi- we've talked about heavy metals. Um, hope that is blowing people's minds um, so they can start taking action on that stuff. We talked about the toxic Substance Control Act of 1976 and how it's not really controlling any toxins. It's basically just saying, hey, we we passed a bill and we're still going to pollute you. I mean, that's what it really boils down to. Um, that's right. The other thing that blew me away was that there's 27 trillion pounds of toxins annually be made or manufactured or brought in just into the United States. I wonder what the well, world... Is. Well, excuse me. It's 27 trillion pounds of chemicals. Okay, chemicals. And, uh, now, Even better. You and I would say they're all toxins, but that's being fanatical. So... Don't say 27 trillion pounds of toxins, 27 trillion pounds of chemicals. Okay, chemicals. Yes, sir. Well, I like that better because we're trying to get a chemical-free body over here. And um, that's crazy. 247 pounds of toxins made daily um, in the USA uh, or per person. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's more than the body weight. Um, So we've talked about a lot of stuff. Um, Alzheimer's uh, increases ridiculous. Um, the autism in children increases ridiculous. All these things linked to autoimmune diseases. All these things are being linked to toxic buildup, what we call bioaccumulation. And what you brought up too is a really good point. There's, it's hard to find tuna fish without toxins, but you said there was another tuna that doesn't have it. So for the, for the tuna eating meat eaters out there, maybe we, we where's this tuna at? Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, it on the moon? <laughs> moon is, tuna. Right. Moon tuna. There's a company out of Alaska called Vital Choice. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Randy, the president of the company, uh, was a salmon fisherman. And 25, 30 years ago, he really wanted to carry the message out more to the world. And so four salmon fishing families got together to form one group. And Randy said, all right, guys, you know, I'll, I'll get off the boats and I'll do this thing. And I'll go talk to doctors. And so, and they have what I have found to be the purest, cleanest seafood that we have access to in the world. Mm. And Randy came up with this thing. Salmon fishermen often catch baby tuna in nets. And they can't do anything with baby tuna. They're too small for tuna steaks and all that. And, uh, So they get thrown back. Randy realized, wait a minute, the belly of the tuna, there's enough meat there that if we came up with a process of how to get that meat and not the bones and everything else, that meat doesn't have mercury because 
the baby tuna haven't had time to absorb a lot of mercury. So it's pure meat without the contamination. Thus mm -hmm. was born ventresca, which is uh, Italian for baby belly. Mm -hmm. And ventresca, a can of ventresca tuna fish, tastes like just really good tuna fish. But what blew me away and how pure this meat is, this fish is, one can of ventresca has 7,000 milligrams of omega-3s. Seven grams of omega-3 in one can. Now, adults who are taking adequate amounts of omega-3 fatty acids that we know are so good for us for many, many reasons, you know, you, you might get 800 milligrams a day, something like that. But one can has got 7,000. If your kid eats one can of this tuna fish a week, you've given him all the brain food that he needs to create better, healthier brain cells because the omega-3s are what make up the membranes of the brain cells. So that helps the brain communicate better when you have the right membranes. Let me, I'll talk about that for a minute. The, the analogy I use is a lazy Susan. You know, in a Chinese restaurant, there's those things in the center of the table, mm -hmm. put the food and they circle around. Well, when I was a kid, if you go to the doctor and you had to give a urine sample, you urinate into the cup and you put it on the lazy Susan in the wall, and the nurse in the other room just swings it around in the wall, and then she takes the cup and does whatever test she does. That's a lazy Susan. The way your brain cells communicate to each other is through lazy Susans in the membranes of the cell. One brain cell makes some chemical, which then goes through the lazy Susan, the membrane of that brain cell into the lazy Susan of the next brain cell, and that chemical gets modified a little bit, and that's the charge that your brain's electrical system puts to get to carry the message. The membranes of your brain cells are made up of omega-3 fats, primarily omega-3 fats. When you don't get enough of the raw material growing up to make your brain cells out of the right material, you're gonna make your house out of straw instead of brick. Mm -hmm. So if you make, if your diet is low in omega-3s, but high in French fries and onion rings and potato chips, your brain cells are full of transformed fatty acids and your lazy Susans get rusty. They don't turn very easily. Your brain cells can't communicate very easily with each other. And the result of that is you take kids, uh, the studies are really clear, you take attention deficit kids, measure their IQ, put them on omega-3 fatty acids for six months, their IQ goes up and they do better in school because every cell in your body regenerates except for your teeth. Every mm -hmm. cell regenerates, but now when you supply the right raw material, it pushes out the bad fats and now the good fats are in there, greasing up your lazy Susans so the brain cells can communicate with, the, with each other. I went through all of that with you because one can of Ventresca for a child per week is all the omega-3s they ever need. It dropped my jaw to see how much omega-3s are in the baby fish. That's awesome. Sorry, there was a little break there um, in, the, in the feed. So well, there was. what, yeah, so I, I think we it picked it up though. So what, um, are you concerned? Because the one thing that I'm concerned about is everything, right? So I used to, I freaked out about everything. I don't freak out about it anymore, but I, I put light on it. So my question would be is like, 
Um, what are they canning it with? Because a lot of times there's, they're using the canning process. There can be lead in the cans, or then they'll do BPA linings, and then you end up with the thiolates back in. So what, what, what did they do to address that in their canning process? Right. They're, very, they're, uh, they're very conscious about that. They're BPA-free and lead-free. And now you have to be careful with most substances that um, uh, most products that are labeled BPA-free, they're just using BPS. Right. And BPS is more, more toxic than BPA. There just hasn't been enough scream by, by the public yet. And so people don't know about BPS. But uh, Vital Choice is extremely conscious about everything they do to the packing materials that they ship their products out in. And you, you can read all about what they've done and how they do it and what materials they're using. They're very um, uh, 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 open on, on their website and proud of what they do. They are a very comprehensive, holistic-oriented company. They're, they're really good people. They're, they're not a major corporation that has no heart. Yeah. Uh, I'm very proud to talk about them because they're quality people, quality product, which I would want our whole world to have available. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's really cool, man. So, well, is there anything else that you would like to share um, in regards to solutions for people? Like, let's do this. Like, okay, you hear this stuff today, you're freaking out. I mean, I know we have solutions over here for a lot of that stuff, but what, what are Dr. Tom O'Brien's solutions? The top three things that you would recommend to somebody that's like deer in the headlights, but they're ready to take some action and they want to start improving in their environment to protect themselves from these environmental toxins. Um, what do they do? That's a really good question. The uh, um, first thing is learn from Barry Marshall who, mm -hmm. with ten tenacity and a prepared mind, challenged prevailing dogma. Recognize when you are immobilized, you feel like a deer in headlights. Recognize when your emotions come up and you get angry at what's going on out there and what you and your kids are exposed to. That's okay but just recognize it and don't let it run you. And just know that the solution to pollution is dilution, right? And so you wanna dilute all of these toxins that you're exposed to. And the only way you can do that is by changing the prevailing dogma of how to live life. We think that laminate floors are beautiful, right? But when you learn from Dr. Seneff mm -hmm. about outgassing from the laminate, the chemicals in the laminate floors and how they're associated with child's brain function, you say, oh my God, but our floors are laminate. What do I do? Well, you develop a strategy. But in the meantime, you clean the air as much as you can. You get air filtration systems. My daughter just bought their first house. Uh, I have two grandkids and they went from a condominium to now a house in the suburbs kind of thing. And uh, it's three floors and I bought them three air filtration systems, uh, one on each floor because my grandkids aren't going to breathe that crap. Right. I, I don't want them to do that. And, you know, so you do the best you can and what everybody can do, you get the handouts on my website about what plants did NASA show? NASA showed that with two six-inch plants in a 10 by 10 room, you absorb up to 74% of the toluene in the air. 
the benzene, the formaldehydes, the flame retardant chemicals, the phthalates, the plants absorb the, the little six inch plants. The plants, <laughs> awesome. the plants absorb these chemicals down into the roots where the bacteria in the soil break that crud down and they make oxygen and put more oxygen in the air. And some people say, well, I don't have a green thumb. The plants die. Buy more plants. <laughs> you know, don't be silly. You know, it's some simple things that work and you learn one thing after another. Every time I sign a book, it's always the same. I sign them the same. Base hits, win the ball game. And so don't go for home runs. That's what my don't dad think that you have to, to hit a home run every day. Yeah. yeah. Base hits, win the ball game. You know, so it's all the baby steps you take that in the big picture will protect you and your family from this extremely toxic world that we live in. Yeah. Get some house plants. Get excited about plants. They, I mean, they're, they're there to help us. Um, put some essential oils into the air. Turn on a right. Himalayan salt lamp. Create some negative ions. Clean the air. Buy an in-room in purifier. Buy an HVAC purifier to clean your whole HVAC system. Crack your windows. Crack your windows at night while you're sleeping, right? All these things are really good. Um, and then the turn same thing the with... Turn off the Wi-Fi at night. Yeah, and the water. Right. Purify turn, your water. Turn off the Wi-Fi, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah purify so by the water, learn. Sorry, that, no, that's 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 it, man. That's like, yeah, purify your water. So, clean your air, clean your water, clean up your mind, uh, clean up your food. I mean, that's what we really need to do. Sounds like we need to repeal that Toxic Substance Control Act in 1976. Maybe you should start a petition. Well, <laughs> hopefully, someone has the energy and, and the knowledge of how to do that. I think maybe Dr. Sheep you know, would bring that's, that on. Uh, He's already, he's that's already, the goal, I think, that... Go ahead. That's, that's the goal that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is doing in children's health. He's trying really hard to bring some of this information uh, to the common person. Uh, so people like that who dedicate their lives to this, this type of work. Yeah. You know, we, we need more of that. Awesome, brother. So what's the best place for people to get a hold of you, and then we'll give them access to that free gift? Oh, thank you. The, the website is thedoctor.com. The dr don't spell the word doctor out. The dr.com. Okay. And and the gift that we have for you is at the dr.com forward slash demystifying detox. Okay. And that's D E M Y S T Y I N G detox. Yeah, we'll put it in the we'll put it in the description um, uh, in the show notes for people so they can click on it. And what and what do they get? What's the free gift? Oh, there are handouts there on how to detox your bedroom, how to mm -hmm. detox your kitchen, how to detox your bathroom. Just some simple things to do, and then some more um, advanced things. But the simple things that everyone can do right away. You know, and when when you learn that in your bathroom, you just look at all the substances in the bathroom that you put on your body and read the labels on that, that that will be three, four weeks of one hour a week to find a healthy deodorant that you like that works mm -hmm. to find healthy shampoo that doesn't have all these chemicals in it, uh, healthy toothpaste. You know, there's just step by step by step of how to do all of this. 
That is awesome, brother. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on today. I definitely want to have you back on if you'd be up to it, because there's a lot of other stuff that we could go, uh, other topics and stuff. So we'll have to have you back on another time. And um, just keep doing your good work. Um, What you're doing out there is awesome. You're really helping people. And again, I really like it that this guy's healthy himself. So check him out at the dr.com or the doctor.com spelled that way. And and again, we'll put the link to the dr.com forward slash demystifying detox for them to get that free gift. And um, we also want to thank you listeners uh, around the world. Uh, you guys continue to share. You continue to comment. You leave in. If you guys have any other, uh, we really appreciate you without, I mean, I'm so motivated about the listeners now and, and, the, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. You guys are sharing the videos. Every time I talk to somebody who's purchased our products, they're like, oh, I heard you on, you know, episode number nine or whatever, episode 14 or 22. And I've shared that episode with three or four of my friends and family. That is so cool. Thank you so much for doing that and getting the information out. We really want to, um, we want to help you. We want to help you have a chemical free body, a chemical free life and a happy life. So thanks so much for doing what you do, liking and sharing and all that stuff. So until next time, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again real soon. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. 